0: Welcome to the CROCcast, a podcast for peace studies conversations convened by the University of Notre Dame's CROC Institute for International Peace Studies, part of the Keough School of Global Affairs.
1: In today's episode, we will talk about the sixth comprehensive report on the status of implementation about the Colombian peace accord, which was recently published by the CROC Institute's Peace Accords Matrix Barometer Initiative Team. As mandated in the final peace accord, the Barometer Initiative monitors the implementation of the 2016 Colombian peace agreement in real time. My name is Josefina Chavarria-Alvarez, and I'm the director of the Peace Accords Matrix. Today, I'm joined by Brenda Forero, reports editor for the Barometer Initiative in Colombia. Hello, Brenda, and thank you for being here. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. We are also joined by Patrick McQuestion, Research Associate with the Peace Accords Matrix. Welcome, Patrick.
2: Hi, thank you for letting me be here.
1: For all of you who are listening, we would like to let you know that we have just published our sixth report on the status of implementation of the peace agreement in Colombia, titled Five Years After the Signing of the Colombian Final Agreement, Reflections from Implementation Monitoring. This report covers implementation progress from December 2020 through November 2021. Today, we will be talking about this report and its key findings. So I will start by asking you, Patrick, if you could explain to us how the Barometer Initiative team in Colombia collects information to monitor implementation.
2: Sure. We have a team of researchers in Colombia and at Notre Dame that collaborate around monitoring the accord and its contents. So our researchers interpret the accord, the six points of the accord, and the 578 stipulations that it contains. We collect evidence from primary and secondary sources on implementation. The majority of the commitments are national government commitments, but there's another significant set that are carried out by ex community members and reincorporation our researchers solicit information and they also conduct interviews with some of the country's top decision makers on peace building initiatives we also analyze this evidence continuously and make coding decisions based on unique measurement goals there continue to be many opportunities for empowering local communities around the peace accord which has an initial timeline spanning to 2031 the territorial approach alongside the gender and ethnic approaches is an innovative feature of the accord that we are tracking as well.
1: Thanks, Patrick, for that explanation about our methodology. I think that's quite important for our audience. But I would also like to go a little bit further and start with Brenda, because we core the first five years of peace agreement implementation. And I was wondering if you could please share with the audience what is the significance about reaching this five year milestone?
3: Sure. Well, five years after the signing of the Colombian Peace Agreement, the Craig Institute found that implementation has not stopped. And this is a positive result for Colombia um, and has been achieved despite serious internal and external obstacles. Also during these years, peace building processes were cemented in order to build a solid foundation for long-term and sustainable transformations. And this finding is highly significant because when we Alongside other peace processes, uh, completing the fifth year implementation represents a fundamental milestone.
1: Thank you, Brenda. I wonder if you could continue and tell us more about the main findings of this sixth report, which are the advances and challenges that were identified for implementation during the year 2021,
3: Sure, Josepina. So, first, it is important to have in mind that the report analyzes the period between December 2020 and November 2021 and includes both quantitative and qualitative analysis of the implementation of all 578 stipulations within the text of the agreement that the Kirk Institute is monitoring. Uh, so, the quantitative analysis shows that the status of overall implementation stands at 30% of provisions complete. 19% intermediate status, 37% at minimum implementation status and 15% uninitiated. Also during this period, the Kirk Institute observed that the percent change in completed stipulations. On the other hand, the report highlights advances within each of the agreements six funds as well as within the gender and ethnic approaches. So let me tell you some key advances during this study period. An important achievement in this period was uh, the approval of 16 special seats for victims in Congress through the creation of the special transitory peace voting districts with both gender and ethnic approaches. An advance towards comprehensive rural reform was the adoption of 11 of the 16 national sector plans and the approval of 14 of the 16 roadmaps within the development programs with a territorial focus. Additionally, the Security Council expanded the verification mission's mandate in order to include verifying the compliance with and implementation of a special jurisdiction for peace sanctions. This is a step forward for the transitional justice system being implemented in Colombia. However, during this starting period, the implementation process faced significant challenges. The report highlights limitations in the implementation of guarantees for peaceful protests and guarantees to allow for the participation of organizations and social movements these commitments are part of point two of the agreement also a lack of approval of laws and regulations to implement agreed upon commitments within the framework of comprehensive rural reform and the substitution of illicit use groups for example, a law for differential treatment for small growers on the
1: law to create the order jurisdiction are still pending. Thank you, Brenda, for this general overview of implementation for the whole of the agreement. At the Peace Accords Matrix, we also have two special matrices for gender and ethnic approaches. In these areas, one are the main findings from the sixth report related to implementation of these cross-cutting approaches focused on ethnic and gender. Well, in its
3: review of the cross-coding approaches within the final agreement, the report notes that while some advances were observed, a gap still persists between implementation of the ethnic and gender approaches and overall implementation levels. For example, while the general implementation has reached 30% of provisions completed, the gender approach stands at only 12% complete, and the ethnic approach stands at 13%. And let me tell you a bit about the, the qualitative advances and challenges for the cross-coring approaches that the report highlights. So, for the ethnic approach, uh, the report highlights the design and implementation of the special consultation mechanisms in 15 of the 16 subregions of the development programs with a territorial focus. Also, uh, the input on the guidelines for the ethnic approach of the National Comprehensive Program for the Substitution of Crops Used for Illicit Purposes. The recognition and through telling actions of the communities before the comprehensive system for peace. And some challenges uh, were, for example, the acceleration of PIDET ethnic initiatives the low levels of reporting on the ethnic indicators of the framework plan for implementation to the integrated information system for post-conflict, the low levels of implementation of the comprehensive plans for collective reparations for collective ethnic subjects, and the insufficient financial resources for the IAMP. And about the advances, the report notes the adoption of a protocol to care for female farmers The approval of the the special transitory peace voting districts with a gender approach and the inclusion of a chapter and recommendations related to the differential impact of the armed conflict on women and LGBTQ people in the Truth Commission's final report. Some challenges for the the gender approach are the the need to mainstreaming of the gender approach in implementation of the, the PDET, the also the mainstreaming for the gender approach in the devices within the comprehensive security system for the exercise of politics, and there are a lot, of, a lot more of of analyses about these aspects that you could uh, find in the report.
1: Thank you, Brenda. And apart from this findings, the report also includes a comparative analysis that looks at the Colombian peace process in relation to other peace agreement implementation processes around the world. Uh, Patrick, which kind of comparative findings will our reader find in the latest CROC report?
2: Sure. Um, well, the Peace Accords Matrix Program uh, here at the Institute has collected international comparative data on Peace Accords since 1989. So, we can make a lot of different analyses and add value to our understanding of implementation in Colombia. So in this case, in this report, our researchers focused on two thematic areas. On the one hand, the truth commission provision in general, and the joint deliberative or conflict resolution entities in peace accords themselves. So on the one hand, our researchers focused on the truth commission and the extension of the Truth Commission's mandate in Colombia specifically due to the COVID pandemic, um, which began in March 2020 to affect the mobility of the Truth Commission's agents in the territories. So, the researchers found that this unprecedented variable uh, pandemic hasn't really occurred in these processes and other scenarios um, comparatively. So While keeping this in mind, they also examined the existence of extensions for truth commissions regardless of pandemics and found that, in fact, extensions are quite common for these committees and these commissions. So Columbia's truth commission was supposed to finish its work within three and a half years, but it was extended. Its mandate was was extended another eight months and will now finish its mandate in June of this year. In other cases, such as Nepal, for example, truth commissions have extended years beyond their mandate. Uh, So, Nepal is currently at their fifth year of implementing a truth commission. And in historical terms, Guatemala also extended their truth commission extensively from six months to two years. So, the report goes into some depth in some other cases to show that really the extension of the mandate is not something to be critically or criticized necessarily, but rather understood as as a sort of living process. And overall, researchers found that the truth Commission in Colombia is is functioning quite well, and they're on track to publish their report now in June. The second thematic area that our researchers looked at comparatively has to do with conflict resolution mechanisms. So in Colombia, we have something called the cesvi which is a joint resolution a joint conflict resolution mechanism between the government the national government and ex-far leadership and they also include participants and observers from the ethnic groups and gender instances as well as some international observers our researchers found that in compared compared to other cases the cesvi could be made more robust by systematically including third-party observers um, in, its, in its work. So they look at multiple cases where uh, conflict resolutions were made better and others where it was worse off because third parties were not involved. So in this report, you'll find uh, some more details on these comparative analyses. And we think they contribute a lot to the discussion of implementation in Colombia.
1: Thank you very much, Patrick. It is great to have those international insights. But we also find in the report that we are publishing that we are offering several recommendations to strengthen implementation of the final agreement in Colombia, especially during the governmental transition period. Uh, Brenda, what are these recommendations and why is it important that they be taken seriously?
3: Yes, the Kirk Institute recommends uh, the following key actions specifically in strengthening commitments to the implementation process in the midst of the government and Congress transition that Colombia is facing. First, promote the inclusion of the Truth Commission's final report during the 2022 installation of a new Congress and government transition. Uh, also, the Kirk Institute recommends to build a CB work plan to cover the Government transition period that includes a review of the parameters and goals of the framework plan for implementation, whose implementation is scheduled to be completed by GRN 2022. And finally, the report notes that it is important to build a multiparty agenda within Congress for comprehensive implementation of the final agreement that allows for overcoming lags, especially in key areas, including. Uh, the comprehensive rural
1: reform, and democratic political participation commitments. Well, thank you both very much, and my colleagues Brenda Forero and Patrick McQuestion, for joining me today for this podcast episode. Focus on the Croc Report, five years after the signing of the Colombian Final Agreement, Reflections from Implementation Monitoring. We hope you will take the time to read the full report
0: at pieceofcourts.nd.edu. You've been listening to the CrocCast, peace studies conversations convened by the University of Notre Dame's Croc Institute for International Peace Studies, part of the Keough School of Global Affairs. You can find all episodes of the CrocCast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and online at croc.nd.edu podcast. You can also rate and review our podcast, which will help more people find our show. For more updates, stories, and videos from the Kroc Institute, follow us online on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening.